at Life Architect and Purpose Alchemist. Welcome to Cadence in the Clouds. This week we're going to talk about meditation. Are you ready? Hi guys, how are you? I hope you had a great week. I am excited to bring a new episode into the podcast. Thank you for the uh, raving reviews for the first one that I did. Um, since I last dropped my episode, I moved over to a another um, platform to do the podcasts so that they can be a lot better, a lot more seamless, and I can do a little bit more things with it and have you um, interact with me a little more with feedback and, you know, just you asking questions, et cetera, et cetera. The engagement will be a little bit more seamless. That's how I like to say it. So this week we're going to talk about meditation and I am going to use a guide as I speak to you this week. And this guide is none other than my book, The Divine Butterfly, Inspiration for the Journey to Your Purpose. It is available at Amazon.com for $9.99. If you have Prime, you can get it in two days. It's also available in in ebook, and you can get it immediately. So make sure you get a copy. All right, let's get into this week's episode. What is meditation? Why am I going to talk about meditation? Well, meditation is the practice of concentrated focus on a sound, object, visualization, breath, movement or attention itself to raise the awareness level of the present moment that in turn reduces stress promotes relaxation and it also enhances personal and spiritual growth meditation benefits people with or without acute medical illness or stress so the long and short of it is that meditation just elevates your energy level it elevates your vibration and it dissipates everything that is negative and toxic that is flowing within you. So meditation is a practice of concentrated focus on a sound object, visualization, breath movement, and attention itself to raise the awareness level of the present moment. When you are meditating, you are in that moment. You are, you are supposed to focus in that moment. And we tend to think about our family members, children, work, finances, our social life, next steps. Meditation affords us steal away moments that we can just take for ourselves, steal to ourselves, just envelope ourselves in our oneness, in our uniqueness, and focus on what's important. And also recalibrating who we are, what we think, how we think, why we think it, and what we want to do. Okay, so it's this whole recalibration process. So I am going to talk about, you know, how often we do it with meditation. Because meditation is is this, there's all these misconceptions about it, right? A lot of people feel as though you need to stop, you need to go in front of a Buddha statue, or you need to be in, in lotus pose and just hum your way through it or close your eyes and and sit sit still for any amount of time if you live in new york if you run in a circle that's similar to mine yeah no that's not happening because nine times out of ten your social life is on ten your children's um 
socialize yes because they have their calendars that's also on 10 but also we have so many things that's happening around us not just socially but with our sororities fraternities our groups our clubs you know parental units and things are always happening it is a freeway ride we are like the audubon okay everything is going at, a, at warp speed and we are all in it to win it so sitting in a lotus position for 20, 30 minutes may not be something that we will be able to do. However, let's talk about ways that you can implement meditation in your life that is seamless to who you are. It will speak and it will basically integrate into who and what you are and what and how you do things. Okay? Yeah. It will just integrate in. Um, side note, I am going to do as little edits on these podcasts as possible because I want it to be more of like a conversation with your friend and everything that when you talk to your friend, most of the conversations are not like curated and or without mistakes. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So how often do you meditate? Well, personally, I meditate daily, every day, at least three times a day. Now. Does that mean that I stop and sit in Lotus and I do it for 25 minutes? Absolutely not. There are various techniques that I use to help me build my meditation practice, to help me grow my meditation practice, to mature it from, you know, just sitting there going, hmm. Um, and it's worked. I've shared it with others and it's worked for them. So I'm going to share a few of them with you. So one example of how you can meditate daily. If you take the train, drive to work, or carpool, anything, the bus, you can take that travel time, especially if it's more than 10 minutes. You can take that travel time and meditate. Yes, you can take that travel time, those travel moments, you can actually create uh, a mantra, pull out your prayer books. Oh, yo, yo, you know, everybody's mom gives them a prayer book. If yours doesn't give you one, let me know. Well, we have apps. There are different apps. There's the Calm app. There's the, the um, Holy Bible app. There's She Reads Truth app that you can use during those times. And you can actually either read or read words of meditation, books by Rumi, Anything that you want to use to sit and elevate your mind and pour into your soul and into your being, that can be done on a daily basis on your train, bus, or whatever ride into the office. You can also take your shower time. There are some people who, once they leave the house, they're on the go. There is no stopping. There's no time for, you know, quiet moments or steal away moments. It would be your shower time. And if your shower time is about five to seven minutes, then all of the bathroom time that you have, once you step into the bathroom, then you start your prayer. Then you start your meditation. Yes, movement is happening. However, your mind is still. That is learning to still your mind, still your spirit, and focus and concentrate on who you are, the spiritual being that you are, and then growing it and enveloping it in all this positive energy, words of affirmation, prayer and you know we grow it's like we get 
an iota of an inch taller when we do these things, right? So that shower moment, that bathroom time in the morning, let that be the time that you use for meditation and also at the close of the day. So for most of us going to bed, you know, once you hit the pillow, it's a wrap. I snore like, you know, a herd of monkeys. Do monkeys snore? We have to find that out. But um, I once I hit the pillow at times, I'm fast asleep. So what I tend to do now is go into the room a little earlier, leave the phone out or take the phone with me, but have some slow music playing, have some gospel music playing, have some meditation music playing, or have one of the apps open like Calm or like the Rain app. And I just sit and think about my day, express gratitude about my day. Thank God for my day being a full one that I'm able to see another night. You know, all these different things that happen. And you can, you might not be able to do it every night because there's some nights you go out with your friends and you get a little tipsy-wipsy and, you know, you're not thinking about meditation. But on the nights that you are home and you are relaxing and you're chilling, let those moments be that of reflection and inflection. And let's let those moments be those of gratitude and graciousness to the universe and to God for allowing you to make it through another day. Okay, so that's the daily movements. What about a weekly movement, Karen? Hey, so your weekly movements, um, it can be the activity. So that yoga class, so there are like three yoga classes in my area. It can be that Saturday yoga class that you decide I am going to commit to doing yoga for three months. Well, at that time, in that moment, while you're doing the yoga, they can be playing music and hitting the bells and doing whatever, but you can focus your mind on the stillness of it all, on the rhythmic movements, on the breathing patterns, and just bringing yourself to a space of awareness and stillness and also in gratitude and prayer. So you can do the yoga. You can walk. You can walk. You can run. When I run, I run in the morning um, by 5.45 a.m. I'm usually on the street and I'm running. I'm trying to get at minimum two miles in. And most, and oftentimes, the sun is rising when I'm doing a run. And that is my most favorite act of nature. So when that happens, trust. I can be listening to any kind of music. The words that's uttering out of my mouth are that of prayer and gratitude and, and you know, just joy and love and peace, just that I'm able to see this act of nature that I love so much and God is allowing me to see it. So you can do the walking, the yoga, the bike riding, whatever activity that you do for yourself on the weekends that can be used as a meditative practice. The length of time is really up to you. There's no, no one has ever said that you have to meditate for 30 minutes, for 20 minutes. That is due to how people practice, right? And so when you sit, people who will say, I'll meditate for 45 minutes, they might've been doing it all their lives, or they might be in a class and the meditation class is five minutes, or they may have taken a class to teach them the duration. However, if you have, again, the bathroom time may just be 15 minutes in the morning. That's all the time that you have. If your commute is 45 minutes, that's all the time that you have. You make use of the time that you have and not you know, get bogged down by what everyone else says. If you follow me on social media, Karen Hilaire.com, Karen H. Hilaire on social media, I tend to post these graphics and it will say, take five minutes right now for meditation and just allow yourself to be at peace. Breathe. If you have an Apple watch or any of these other smart watches, there's a breathe app. I tend to put the breathe app on and I breathe for a minute. 
Why? Because at that time I'm clearing my mind. I'm not thinking about anything and anyone that's happening. I'm definitely not taking any phone calls. I'm not sending any tweets. I'm not posting on social media. I am breathing. I am centering myself and I'm bringing myself back in unison with the being. I'm recalibrating even if it's for that moment. And when I open my eyes, it's a new day all over again. Trust me, it's like a high, right? Um, so I started meditating, um, how long ago? Like in 1994, I practiced Buddhism. I was a Buddhist. I practiced Nichiren Daishonin on the Daisaku Ikea. And I did that for about, just about seven years. And, um, that actually helped me with my assiduous meditating and sitting time and practicing. So Nam Myoho Renge Kyo was something I did daily throughout the day, but I definitely have morning prayer and evening prayer. And so I think I have a little slight ADD or something. So to sit, and I never did Lotus because I always complained about my foot. I said I had ADD or my knee or something, but I was able to find myself in a position where I had to sit to do morning and evening prayer. That also stopped me from running around and being a busybody. So at that time, I'm in my 20s. So I'm running around. I, I know everyone. Everyone wants me there and I want to be there and I want to be seen. Those times and those moments were important. But doing morning prayer and evening prayer was even more important. So yes, I dare to say that I practiced Buddhism. And I dare to say that I actually sat for 30 to 45 minutes at a time in order for me to be able to practice. Um, now I mentioned different apps that you can use for your meditative process. So calm is one of the apps. Insight is another one. She reads truth. That one, these ladies started this app and it's all about different, um, they use like different books of the Bible or different Bible verses and they create this whole reading curriculum around it. And it's an app and you can actually purchase the curriculum and do it with them or you can do it on your own. Holy Bible, that's another app that people use and there are these different um, reading exercises that you can, again, do on a daily basis. You can do it with friends. So there are all these apps that have these extra additions in them that you can use to help you in your meditative process. And it's not just prayer, right? Some people, it, there's just quiet time. It's just being still. And if you can find that time, if you can steal that time, then go ahead and do it. If there's a place that you can go to, like you can go to the park and sit on a bench and know that no one is going to talk to you and you have five minutes to do it, that can be part of your meditative time. Do not put any type of boundaries on yourself or restrictions thinking that you need to do it for a certain period of time. Okay. Um, another thing that I really loved doing, and I can share that with you. I'll tell you more at the end of the podcast. I've created these playlists. So there are clients that I've had who were in these spaces of confusion or not necessarily confusion, but their lives were just topsy-turvy and they needed uh, a moment and they needed something to help them just get back on track. So I created playlists and some of these playlists afford me steal away moments. So when I'm listening to some of these songs, I don't care what you're saying to me or where we are, I'm going to get lost in it maybe get lost in a memory, maybe get lost in an activity. And you can create those on your iTunes playlist. I'm sure you can also do it on Spotify. Uh, I guess Google has it too. You know, I ain't got to Google. And 
lastly, you know, let's never take away from your accountability um, activities, right? So most of you go to church. If you go to church on Sunday, as opposed to trying to see, hey, girl, what you wearing today? Look what they have on, whatever. Take that time, prayer time. Let that be your still away moments. If you have prayer groups, if you have like Bible study, let those be your still away moments. Let that lesson time be part of your meditative process so that when you leave your Bible study and your prayer groups on your journey home or again. All right, guys. So then in the morning and the shower time, you can say, hey, hey. I'm going to think about this. I'm going to think about what we did. I'm going to think about how this worked out for me. I'm going to think about what was taught in Bible study. I'm going to, I'm going to actually spend some time and see how I can apply what I learned, you know, in my prayer group, et cetera, et cetera, in my life or in my family's life or in my work life. That's meditation. It's not just sitting. It's actually concentrating and developing you as a person. Okay. So. I said to you that I wrote a book. I sure did, y'all. I wrote this wonderful book. It's called The Divine Butterfly, Inspiration for the Journey to Your Purpose. And that book can be found on Amazon.com for $9.99. It's also available with ebook, and that too can be found on Kindle for your iPhones. It's not yet an audio book I to But I would be happy if you were able to get the book and read it and then you So I do ask for your support. Thank you. Let's get back to the topic of in the clouds, right? So now we're going to have a section of the podcast that we call in the clouds and in the clouds is me talking to you about, you know, something that you have never done before, which is meditation. Or if it's something that you are having a hard time with, which is meditation, right? You will never understand how my mom went crazy every time she got a report card about me in elementary school. Every one of the report cards said she talked too much. Your daughter talks too much. Oh, she's distracted. I told you I had a little ADD. She's this. She is that. And so at the time, meditation wasn't anything big. So no one knew about it. No one understood that, you know, people knew about it, but it wasn't as, as common as it is now. And so... Nowadays, my mother says, you still talk a lot. You're still a busybody, but at least I know when you have that quiet time, Lord, did I wish that you had that quiet time when you were a child. And the in the clouds moment is actually urging and imploring with you to help your children or other family members learn how to meditate because it is so important that we learn how to center ourselves and let's share the gift of centering with our children and our family members. You don't want that great report card with the A's and the B's like I had, but then there's that note. And if your mother's like my mother was a problem, there's that note. She she runs her mouth too much and that lady was not trying to hear it with me, right? And so definitely get into a meditation program. I know that when I first started practicing Nichiren, you know, First, I had to learn the language, the prayers, and then, you know, the nerd in me wanted to know what the translations were. Those times and those moments afforded me silence. It also afforded me study time and meditation because I needed to understand that what I was saying was not against 
what I learned as a kid, because I was always a Christian, I just had a very interesting spiritual journey that's gotten me to this place to do what I do. And so I don't knock my journey at all. I'm actually very appreciative of it. And I wish I paid more attention to it at the time. So when practicing Buddhism and, and learning Nam Myoho Renge Kyo and centering myself and being in sync and in rhythm with everyone else, I learned how to basically hit the clouds. I was in that moment where I was bouncing in the clouds because I was so light. I was so centered. I was so in a place of gratitude and selflessness that I was just floating in the clouds. And so now am I floating? I don't float as much because, you know, I'm intentional about my meditation. I'm intentional about my movements. And so there are often times that I don't get to float, but when I do float, it's a very amazing thing. And I do feel as though you can meditate as a family, but more importantly, teach your children how to meditate even in school when they're going through situations with other students and or when children's, children are being a little um, disruptive. You don't want that note saying that your child is one of the disruptive kids. So, you know, teach them when stuff gets a little crazy, you might want to put your hands down and start the breathing technique or this is the mantra that we use in our family and this is the mantra that we use when things get intense, right? So the mantras, what can you do, ladies and gentlemen, to help you with your meditative moments? In my book, The Divine Butterfly, I do have a section called setting the atmosphere. Most people feel as though you need to be in an empty room. You can sit on your bed at the kitchen table, again, on the toilet, in the shower, and meditate. You can do yoga. You can actually meditate while playing that favorite instrument. If you are a cellist, a pianist, or a flautist, you may just get lost in the moment and just be in one with the music and with the sound. That can be your meditative moment. Listening to music, when you create the playlist, the playlist does not include trap music. The playlist does not include disco music. It's really soothing music that basically helps you breathe. Like you can actually attune your breathing to the music and then just get in sync with everything. You will, you're just inviting great energy into your being. Taking a walk is part of your meditative process. Take Getting a jog in, a run in, that's all meditation. Now we're all wearing like athletic wear as a day as a daily thing i i did a um, focus group with i think it was adidas and part of their new sneaker campaign is one that you actually hear no sound because they're going into the whole meditate they really are going to the meditative atmosphere that people are trying to engage in so they want these light sneakers and lightweight clothing and you don't really hear the jackets moving against each other so the the nylon will be a quieter nylon it's just that every thing around us is going into more of that spiritual and meditative sync. You can do that while you're running. You can do that while you're listening to music. And last but not least, part of meditation can be that conversation that you're having with someone special. Because the conversation is not one of angst. It is one of pouring into each other. And it, the, someone special can be your mama, your children, your significant other, others, peoples you know, friends, but it's just that, that, that kind moment that you're having with someone. You can make anything you want a meditative moment. However, it must invite 
pure stillness. It must invite great energy and stifle and remove the toxic energy that you may not necessarily have brought in yourself. But every time we engage with some people, they, they leave droppings and some of that are toxic. Okay, so I hope you learned a little bit more about meditation with this podcast. I am so happy that you were able to join me. I hope that you are able to share this with your friends and share it on your social media pages. Please follow me in the interwebs at Karen H. St. Clair. I am on Twitter. I am on Facebook. And oh, yes, I am on Instagram. And I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear feedback from you. But until next week, this is Karen St. Clair, your resident Black architect and purpose alchemist. And this is Cadence in the Clouds. Have a great week.